Welcome to Sideline Guideline. Hot topics. News. Fantasy football. Betting. Weekly recaps. Projections. Rankings. Injuries. Your one-stop shop for everything football. Welcome to Sideline Guideline. Week 8 waiver pickups. Recap. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, mostly waiver. Uh, we got Maddie Drake in the building. What's up, Matt? Not much, man. I'm going 14 and 0 in my money leagues. So, uh, terrific. Although I did say to bench uh, Joe Burrow this week. So, um, good thing I didn't actually have Joe Burrow in any of my leagues because I would have benched him and I would have been uh, fucked. Can't remember who disagreed on that one with you. Mm. I think it's this guy. I don't recall. I don't recall. All right. Well, we'll get right in. Couple of news. Uh, Devonte Adam is COVID listed. Don't think he's going to be able to play on Thursday. Michael Gallup is being activated off the IR. The Rams have traded Kenny Young, the linebacker, to Denver. Uh, Denver with like six linebackers on IR. Uh, Miles Sanders is having a sprained ankle. He's going to be at least a couple weeks out. Zach Wilson, PCL, a couple weeks minimum as well. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is returning to practice today, uh, this week. Uh, Patty Mahomes, even if he got hit in the head, has been cleared from the concussion protocol. And our favorite coach in the NFL, Matt Nagy, has COVID. Um, to be honest, when I received that tweet, I was, you know, they just had the information of Matt Nagy and then the dot, dot, dot. And I clicked on it, and I was hoping that it was, like, has gotten fired. But no, man, he just got the Rona. Well, and he's going to get fired at some point. I think we're all just waiting on when. But um, who knows? Maybe it's better for the Bears to have him out for a week or two. And, you know, they maybe somehow Justin Fields can get some some better reps in. I don't know. That, that team's a tire fire. Yeah, man. It was not pretty. It was not pretty. All right. So we're going to go right into our waiver pickups uh, at QB. Uh, first one I got is Tua. Um, he doesn't have a great matchup week eight, but then after that, it's just everything opens up, right? Yeah, the schedule getting easier for him means, like, you know, you might want to have him on your bench, like – again like it all depends on who you have a quarterback mm-hmm. right if you got like a matt stafford or tom brady then maybe maybe don't right yeah you, you could use your bench spots more wisely but if you're a bit weaker at quarterback if you've been like streaming quarterbacks you gotta have on your bench because his, his schedule definitely softens up yeah so he has like buffalo this week but then after that it's houston baltimore jets panthers giants yeah. then he's on bye. then he has the <laughs> jets again yeah so he has he's, he's got a great mm-hmm. schedule coming up yeah you don't want to start him against Buffalo. That's a exactly. that's no bueno. But uh, let's say you have a bye week after week eight coming up with your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Go pick him up, put him on your bench. All right. So we got Trevor Lawrence. If you're needing a quarterback for uh, week eight, he's got a good matchup versus Seattle. So that would be pretty much it for me on that one. Yeah, that's that's a good matchup. I mean, I would – Again, I'll say the same thing, right? If you're strong at the quarterback position, don't. I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of Trevor Lawrence so far. He's looking like a bust to me, but, um, you know, it's also his first year, and that's a good matchup. 
And it's for anyone that's quarterback needy. Uh, and then uh, we got Carson Wentz uh, this week. If you got a bye week or you're streaming quarterback, this week he's playing Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee kind of shut down Casey. Uh, but I don't think that, that that's a sign that Tennessee has a shutdown defense whatsoever. Oh, I, I tend to agree, but I, I would stay clear of that one. Um, you know, and, and okay. unless you're really hurting a quarterback or if you're in like a two QB league, then maybe give them a shot uh, as your second QB. But like uh, I just looking at what they did in terms of bringing pressure and everything, uh, if, if they can do that to Patty Mahomes, Carson Wentz doesn't have nearly that mobility in his legs to get away from that pass rush. So if they do the same thing, going to be a rough week for him. Uh, I mean – if he, they can get to him, he can still kind of move. But then even then, like week nine, he's getting the Jets. Mm. And then week 10, he's getting Jacksonville. Then he's playing Buffalo, not great. Uh, then he's getting Tampa. Uh, and I mean, like Tennessee and Tampa, like even though like they're better teams, I'd say, than the Colts. Um, yeah. They're going to be up, but they don't have great passing defense. So when they're up, they're going to be going away from their running game and leaning on Carson Wentz a little bit mm. more. So the volume is going to be there. That's all I'm saying. If you're quarterback needy, that is. Again, if you have a top five option at quarterback, don't go pick up uh, Carson once. Stay the frick away from it. All right. That was it, quarterback. Um, again, I just want to repeat what we're doing is 50, less than 50% owns at some point. Some of them, we don't repeat them just because we've been talking about them for like weeks, week in, week out. Uh, this week, it's particularly not a very interesting waiver window or free agency window. Um, but there's one, a couple interesting options at running back. Uh, first one would be Kane Genwell, as I mentioned. Uh, Miles Sanders is out for at least a couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Kenny Gainwell has actually been stealing some some looks from Miles Sanders, even when he was healthy, right? Um, the, the big problem there is that the Eagles don't seem to have a goddamn clue how to use running backs. Um so uh, that, that's a bit of an issue, but, but Gainwell's elusive um, and they, they love to target him in the passing game. So if you're in like a half PPR or PPR league, uh, he could have a decent week for you, especially given a good matchup. So it's worth a, worth a pickup. I have him in dynasty um, mm-hmm. and he's been sitting on my bench. I, even when I had Miles Sanders, I had him uh, as basically a handcuff to Miles Sanders uh, yeah. because I, I, I heard good things about him. Uh, a good player in college. I mean, worthwhile guy to have on your bench. Yeah. Especially now that Miles Sanders is injured. So Yeah. All right, so uh, next one is one of those guys that, uh, like you were mentioning, good to have on your bench, uh, Samaji Pirine, because as we saw um, when Bengals beat the blocks off Baltimore, uh, they don't want to risk Mixon getting injured. So literally when they went up by like 15, 17 points, uh, Mixon barely saw the field and Pirine got some action. He broke for a 45-yard run. And then he still had, like, after that 45-yard run touchdown, he still had, like, another, like, eight additional carries, something like that. Um, so definitely a good mm-hmm. ad, man. He, he, he might have some standalone. He's a good handcuff, but also he might some, have some standalone value, uh, kind of similar to that Chubb and Hunt situation in Cleveland that maybe P. Ryan has yeah. some flex appeal. Yeah, for sure. And especially because he's, he's getting involved in the passing game a lot. Same thing I said about Gainwell, right? They like to target him out of the backfield. Uh, they, they have no problem throwing some screen passes to him and stuff. So even if Mixon takes, like, even if Mixon stays healthy, stays in the mix, so to speak, yep. unintended. 
um, then he still has value because they might be throwing those passes to him, like quick screen pass. He can, he can take him 40, 50 yards. So, yeah, you know, absolutely flex appeal on, on a regular weekly basis, even with mixing. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So last running back, as I said, this week, it's kind of super thin. Um, Sony Michelle is just because that offense is moving the ball well. And I mean, uh, they, they've shown when Daryl Anderson is not in Sony Michelle is the guy. So uh, if anything were to happen to Henderson, then Sony Michelle becomes the guy there. Yeah, he's basically a handcuff, though. I had to start him in, in the redraft league this week uh, because I had so many people on bye week. Mm-hmm. It was in bye week hell, and he got me 0.4 points. I still won because I'm a G. But, um, yeah, it's basically he's there as a handcuff. Like, if Daryl Henderson goes down, yeah, he's going to get a lot of carries. So Yeah, exactly, man. So he's a great handcuff to have. Uh, we can we could add again here at the bottom of that list as we almost ever do every single week uh Jerry McNichols uh just because he is the preferred handcuff for Derrick Henry but that y'all you guys already know cuz we've been saying the same thing since literally like week 3 so all right so now we're going to go into our wide receiver uh first one is one guy that we've talked uh, about already uh but then he got injured um Kadaris Tony Kadaris Tony he's a baller um he seems like he's going to be back from his knee injury uh so so yeah man if he's available in your league go pick him up and uh you might have some bench base this week because there's only two teams on by and he can come of help uh towards the end of the year yeah uh can't agree more he's a baller um great guy to have on your bench um and honestly uh, given certain matchups, like when the, the Giants have a good matchup, good guy, you can throw in uh, legitimately as a flex or, or as, if you got a three wide receiver league, uh, legitimately could be in your starting lineup. So, yeah. For sure. All right. Then after that, we got Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, man, he, since he's came back, uh, he's just shown that he's a valuable piece of that offense. And uh, it's looking like when healthy, it's going to be three guys. It's going to be Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, and Bateman, and that's it. And that's where the targets are going. Yeah, I honestly barely don't even, I don't really have anything to add. Basically what you said is he's like the third option in that offense, and that offense, when they move the ball, they could score a lot. So pick him up. Yeah, bye. All right. Then after that, um, with that, with that uh, Zach Wilson news, I had Jamison Crowder to pick up. Do you agree with that? Well, Crowder, here's the thing about Crowder. I actually used him last year in a couple of weeks sporadically. He's got talent. And Mm -hmm. I think with Zach Wilson being out, I think that actually benefits him. Um, I think a receiver with more experience that has some talent, that has some elusiveness, I think it better. And the Jets are going to be down in most of the games that they play anyways. So they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, I, Mm -hmm. I think this is a guy... Like I said, I used him last year in a couple of different leagues, and especially later on in the year, somebody with his experience level, for some reason, they end up leaning on him. And, um, you know, it, it's probably because of that experience. So I absolutely, I, I keep him on my bench and, and use him in matchups. For sure, man. Uh, I fully agree. I pick him up with a backup quarterback. Uh, you know, they're probably going to favor small, uh, more effective plays instead of trying to push the ball down the field. And uh, that's where Crowder plays. He plays in that slot. Uh, he's got deep, deep feel, deep threat uh, abilities, but he's mostly your chain mover type of guy. 
so I think they might rely on him more than they do uh, on Corey Davis, maybe for a couple of weeks. All right. Now we got Nelson Aguilar. The only reason I have him there just because I think for the last like five, six weeks, he's had at least five or six targets, uh, five or six targets per week in that range with what's available on, on your waiver. Um, that's pretty decent. That's a, that's a good average. That's volume that, you know, uh, you might not even get from receivers that you all have currently on your bench. Yeah, and like you said at the top of the episode, man, it's a pretty bare week for waivers. It's not a good week. So if you're, again, hurting for receivers and um, you need somebody, you can look that way. Again, it's, it's tough to trust any any receiver in a, in a Bill Belichick offense, honestly, that isn't Randy Moss. But, yeah, um, yeah, good pickup, good, good bench spot. And, again, if they have a good matchup, you throw them in there. Uh, Mac Jones might find them for a touchdown, and you might be happy that you did. Exactly, man. A receiver three – or flex playing like Nelson Aguilar. If you get, you know, 40 yards for reception, and then that's, that's decent. And then he gets you the touchdown. It's gravy on top. All right. Uh, next guy is Van Jefferson Jr. Um, he's good. He's a good route runner. And just like Aguilar, he's been getting steadily like four to five targets for the last couple of weeks. So, it's a good option to have on your bench. Yes, steadily four to five targets and also in an offense that's very West Coast, right? They're throwing the ball constantly. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Stafford had like 45, uh, 45 throws uh, last week. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was 45. Um, there, there is the problem of, of course, being behind Cooper Cup and Robert Woods um, on the wide receiver depth chart, but with that offense, with him throwing that many times in a game, it doesn't really matter. He's going to get those five, six targets, and he can grab one for a touchdown because he's not getting that much attention from the defense. Great pickup. Yeah. I'm just trying to get uh, the game log. Yeah, he threw the ball 41 times. 41 times, yeah. So, And that's that's pretty standard. They're doing that every week, right? So it's easy to say that he would reasonably be able to expect, you know, five or six per game, maybe even seven in some games, you know? Uh, if it turns into a little bit of a shootout. Yeah, just to give you an idea, um, this week, 41 times. Last week, 28 times. The week before, 37. The week before, 41. The week before, 38. The week before, 30. The week before, 26. So they do pass the ball a whole lot. Plenty of targets. Plenty of targets. All right, then we're going into Russell Gage, uh, who just came back last week and had a pretty good week. Um, he's, here's the clear cut number and second receiver in that offense. If you're not counting Kyle Pitts, uh, because honestly, Kyle Pitts is probably a receiver one receiver two. Um, so yeah, man, and ATL is going to be passing the ball a lot as well, just because they're not that great. So it's a good, good option to have. Yeah. I picked him up actually in, uh, in our dynasty league and I didn't use him. Uh, this week and I, I regretted it. I still won again because I'm a G, but um, I regretted that one. I, I should have put him in my lineup and I was thinking about doing it and I didn't do it. Uh, so yeah, if, if he's available in your league, you should probably go and grab him because for exactly the reason PL just said, he's the clear cut number two receiver in that offense. Again, if you don't count Kyle Pitts, but uh, yeah. they're going to be throwing a lot. It's going to be tar- targets for him galore and he's a pretty good receiver. So, oh yeah. All right, our last receiver, Darius Slayton. Uh, he just came back last week, and he had a pretty decent show out. So um, 
speaks for itself. There's going to be some targets in that offense, uh, and we'll see who they go to. Yeah, I think uh, the targets will be there, and uh, you know he's been disappointing in previous years. But again, when you have a bare waiver wire like this, you got to take what you can get if you need it. Yeah, man. Exactly. So uh, talking about that, getting what you can get, eh, we are getting in our tight ends, uh, which is literally like guys that we've talked about before. And I said same thing about both of them, that it's like they don't get a lot of targets, but they get some touchdowns. And both of these guys just keep getting like two targets a game. And they're either for one or two touchdowns. Uh, first one is CJ Azuma. Um, dude had three catches and two touchdowns for like 90 yards. He's Mr. I only catch the ball if I can get a touchdown. Yeah, super boomer bust. But, you know, again, it, the, t- the tight end position has been kind of a black hole for fantasy this year mm-hmm. across the board. Oh, yeah. Right. If you don't have one of those elite options like a Travis Kelsey or a TJ Hawkinson or, uh, you know, a Kyle Pitts at this point, then you probably have somebody who's not really performing that well. And you might like to have somebody who has that mm-hmm. boom or bust potential instead of your, you know, four, five, six points you're getting every week. Maybe you want to go after that boom. Right. Yeah. Um, and it looks like Joe Burrow likes him for whatever reason. The routes that he does like him on, they go for touchdowns. So, don't expect him to do that every week, but when he does, you eat. Exactly, man. And I was just going to say, like, what are the subject you approach on how, like, tight ends have been disappointed this year? Just getting ready for this episode uh, to talk about the tight ends. I just, just for fun, I caught myself um, looking at the overall ranking of tight ends. And when you get past, like, those three top tight ends, it's guys that, like, are scoring on average like weekly like six points and that they have like two weeks that they scored like 12 or 14 points but that most weeks they're getting you like six eight points like I was looking at Dalton Schultz which is like he's like tight end five for the year and he's a tight end that I've I've been I picked up in a bunch of league he is getting like usually like he's getting like seven or eight points a week and like with the way that tight ends are going like this year, like getting seven or eight points from your tight end is kind of like a victory, right? Yeah. So if you want to go for that upside, Ozuma is definitely a guy that uh, can get you there. All right. So our last tight end is same, similar situation. Moali Cox. Um, yeah, man, he's pretty much same thing as Ozuma, uh, especially with, uh, I think, Paris. Campbell is going to get a surgery. Uh, Hilton is injured again. Uh, so so, so the, the, the people that he can throw the ball to is kind of getting limited. And uh, he's been seen to convert. Like, I think he has, like, probably, like, 14 catch for the year, and he has, like, four touchdowns. It's a pretty good ratio. Yeah, and he's one of those former basketball players that converted into a tight end, right? So you, you like him in the red zone. If you're a quarterback, if you're a coach, um, it's the guy that you're looking for in the red zone. Why? You can go up and get those jump balls. Uh, so the, the problem there is kind of the same as it was for uh, Uzuma is, you know, he's very reliant on those touchdowns. If they don't come, so if the Colts can't move the ball into position to make those red zone throws, then you're kind of screwed because he's not going to get a ton of targets. Um, what did he get last week? I think three catches and one of them, yeah, 25 yards and a touchdown on three catches. 
So as you can see, if that touchdown doesn't happen, you got a, you got a bad week, right? Yep. But the thing is the touchdowns seem to be happening more often than not. He's got four touchdowns on the season. So, uh, you know, good pickup again, boomer bust though. Exactly. So th that's pretty much what you, you're going to form. And uh, at this point at tight end, uh, are you just hoping that people that were carrying multiple tight end to cover their buys uh, now they have their, their tie, their, the tight end, uh, the buy for their tight end, and that they start dropping it. And that's, that's what you're hoping that happens because for now, these are the two guys that are widely available out there that are interesting because the others are, are guys that have a floor of zero points and a ceiling of like nine points. If I'm going to go with a guy that has, doesn't have a nice floor, uh, I want his ceiling to be 15, 20 points, you know? Mm. hey man all righty so that was it for our waiver episode i hope you enjoy uh of course uh if anything change anything comes interesting after the monday night game uh we'll probably just update it on our socials uh but as always uh instagram twitter sideline guide uh, get at us. You got questions, you uh, just come follow us, subscribe like, uh, the video so that you, you're sure that you always get notified whenever we got a new video coming out, new episode coming out and that you don't miss out on any bit of information. Um, yeah. So, uh, hope you guys have a good week and, uh, we'll see you Saturday for our preview of week eight. Have a good week guys.